0: The Tumbling Saber Podcast is a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Connect with us on Twitter and Facebook. Subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts. Visit our base at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. everybody welcome back it's time for the prequel to episode 226 of the tumbling saber podcast i'm kyle
1: i'm Corey, and i'm carlos
0: as promised the prequel to
1: 226 if yeah, you need 25 what a milestone it's oh not a milestone Corey.
2: <laughs> it's more like a remember. gallstone <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's at the lower end of the meaningless stone pile
2: yeah it's a pebble Happy That's Mother's it. Day, guys! <laughs> happy,
0: seriously, happy Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Um, hope you had a wonderful Sunday. Hope you were spoiled as you deserve. And uh, guys, how has how was the weekend for you guys? Yeah, it was nice.
1: I mean, uh, the weather was kind of crap. Still, pretty pretty much like winter like out here this weekend for some reason, which was really horrible. But uh, other than that, uh, just took it easy didn't even leave the house really just did a lot of cooking as usual and uh watched the mandalorian gallery which has got me hungry man like i'm now i'm starting to get the itch of it for season two like usually i'm quite patient but i know it's in the i know it's in the works i know it's already coming like there's, it's not gonna get stopped or it's like at this point like it's filmed it's there. i don't know if it's edited yet but anyway, it's in post-production so just you know god bless dave filoni
0: man well, we'll get into that in just a couple of minutes before before we get into the news, but um, anything special on your side of the world there, Corey?
1: Not too much, man. Like I said, just uh, took care of the family this weekend, and uh, that's pretty much about it.
0: Now you're ready to kick back and talk about uh, some galaxy far, far away?
1: Yeah, there's some big news this week. I'm pretty excited.
0: Yeah, well, let's not call it news yet. We'll stick to yeah. it. Well, it's it's rumors, rumors, but you know they can be fun to talk about. How about you, Carlos? What's going on?
2: Uh, not much. Uh, it's yeah, literally, uh, uh, different week, same week. Uh, just, uh, yeah. Waiting patiently, but impatiently for things to return back to normal. Um, yeah, that, I don't know. I don't, uh, it's, uh, just trying to laugh every day a little bit, you know.
0: That's all you can do, man. Yeah. <laughs> we are sitting in Canada's hotspot for COVID nineteen, all you can do is laugh. Um. All right. So I woke up Friday morning. You know, after we released Sith Disturbers, I woke up Friday morning. A bunch of comments on our episode, and I'm like, "Uh oh, what if- <laughs> did we make? Did we make someone mad? Um, did-, did we make someone happy?" What did it, what did we say on Sith Disturbers that could be generate comments like this? I, mean, I I never see this, um, only to find out that the episode didn't actually upload to Patreon. I don't know what happened there. Um, so sorry about that, guys. Sorry about the little hiccup on uh, the Patreon end of things, but a little, quick little re-upload, and everything seemed to be back to normal. But for a second, I got I was I was equally excited and scared. Like what what's going on? Uh, all right, so some Star Wars Commonwealth news to share, guys. Out of the blue, let's welcome back to the fold, the Skyhoppers podcast. Ben and the gang, <laughs> welcome back. They've had a bit of a, a, a change over there, and uh, we they they touched base sometime last week and said, "Hey, do you, do you miss us? You mind having us back? What do you think?" And we've always we got a lot of time for Ben and the crew. And so, welcome back, everybody. Nice to have those that exuberance back in the network. So again, if if you missed the Skyhoppers, they're back in the network. Go check them out. Go say hi. Welcome them back, because uh, we're pleased to share space again with uh, with the gang there. All right, fellas. Uh, Carlos, has the Lego addiction continued this week, or did you cool it this week?
2: Oh my goodness. Uh so I didn't get anything. Uh I I've, I've been scouring for for sets that uh, I don't have that I can add to my uh my Tie Fighter collection. I'm going back to the Tie Fighters. Uh everything that's out now uh other than uh, the Yoda uh character build and Kylo Ren shuttle. Like I I pretty much have everything else <laughs> that I would normally get um so it's it's there's not much on on the lego site that that excites me maybe the mandalorian battle pack like i'd probably want to pick one of those up um but other than that there's not much so i'm I'm looking on ebay looking on kijiji trying to see if i can score something um look i'll be honest i i I could pay full price for a set but i want to feel like i got a deal like it's, it's, that, that, that's what I'm, I think that's what, um, that's what mo- it's motivating me the most. Oh, there's right so now. few wins these days. We we need some wins. <laughs> I refuse the tie, uh, the tie silencer. No, not a silencer. Which one is the one? Oh, the tie defender. I refuse the tie defender, uh, for $7 difference between asking price and my, my price. I just did not like the way he answered me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man, you got to watch your tone of voice out there. You got <laughs> to be the, nice.
2: The, the tone of your message that I read. Uh, I I can feel when you when you
0: slam those keys when you're typing your message to me. I feel that.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I know you think that your your set is the best and you have like this emotional attachment to it. I get it. But no. Uh I'm uh, my price is my price. Like that's what I'm comfortable with and if it's 7 bucks more you know what? Maybe I'll come around in a week, but yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not going to do that. So other than that, I built, uh, built a, uh, stand for my uh, slave one and I'm going to build a, uh, the Boba, he- uh, the Boba helmet, uh, sometime this week, whatever days. I don't even, it doesn't really- matter.
0: Nothing matters anymore.
2: We're today's Sunday. And the only reason why I know is because we're, we're recording a podcast that that's, <laughs> that's the only reason. This is going to be, you know, when we look back on this,
0: it's going to be, we're going to look back on this as like the weirdest time, just where all the days felt the same, at least for me, every day has been the same. And the, yep. like really, like the only thing that keeps me on track is appointments with Star Wars, whether it's something podcasty or, you know, something to, to catch on Disney Plus. That's the only reason that why I pay attention to the calendar. That's kind of cool, but also a little bit scary. Uh, Corey, how about you? How was uh, how was your hunt this week?
1: Pretty good, actually. Um, I, mean, I know you know a lot of it there, but uh, well, actually, I just sealed the deal, like literally right before the show, for uh, a Black Panther Marvel Legends, a Vulture Marvel Legends, and a Domino Marvel Legends, like. Definitely the vulture I've been looking for everywhere. So, got a little package deal there. I'm happy with that. Um, I pre-ordered Mysterio and Kingpin. I don't know if you've seen these ones, Kyle. They're in like a retro packaging from like that 1990s Spider-Man. Okay. Anyway, they're sweet, man. The Kingpin is really dope.
0: Is he Kinda, is he because he's such a girthy man? Is yeah, he it's big. Is he more is he more expensive? Yes. Really? Yeah. He's a fatter hunk of plastic, so they, they it's it costs more scratch
1: pretty much. Ah, God. It's usually like that, the bigger nice. the figure. For the most part, I mean, when you got your hulks and things of, of that nature.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I guess I shouldn't and be then, surprised. You no, know, everybody, everybody looking out for each other. I mean, Kyle, luckily you're super quick on the draw here, but the sale lasted a while, which is good, but still at the same time, uh, what'd you come up with there, Kyle? You found the four lawman and Zuckus 40th anniversary black series special for empire strikes back those were came out for pre-order so yeah i locked those down as soon as they they pretty much just come out i'm sure of it kyle sent me the link thank god then uh yeah again in the morning uh, han solo and carbonite came out uh so yeah pre-ordered that as well they're due for august hopefully we got in on time i think we did yeah and, uh, that's about it for this week, but still pretty, pretty hefty week again. That's, uh,
0: you've got to be the the biggest loot scorer during this pandemic. Are, are you in a competition with somebody to see who who can rack up the most wins in in the collectibles game?
1: I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to fill a hole. You're
0: trying to fill a, vo- a void in your life?
1: Yeah, something like that. Who knows? Oh, jeez. But sometimes it's like, honestly, like, especially with a lot of the new stuff, I know how the game works at this point, you know, like certain figures, yes, peg warmers stick around for a while, but then there are certain things that just don't stick around for a while. And you pay the price later on, honestly.
0: Well, it's hard to tell now because the first couple of years that Star Wars came back around, everything was a peg warmer. It feels like everything was a peg warmer, even like including a lot of Last Jedi merch. It just hung around and hung around, and then f- with solo six months later, and that's what I think where the bottleneck started, because six months after a Star Wars movie, you still expect to find that movie's merch on the pegs fully stocked, still coming, new stuff. Uh, but you know then they had to make room for for solo, and it, it just got so super crowded and overwhelming. I feel like that's kind of where things went off the
1: rails as far as toys go. Well, if you notice, I mean, you, I know you follow these things, Kyle, but the, the figures that have seemed to garner more attention and more value are those that are obviously somewhat hard to find, but it's more like the obscure characters. Like right now, people are kind of going a little crazy for Bly, Commander Bly and Dooku. A little hard to find. Ezra is a big one now. Like he's beginning being sold for like a hundred bucks US Uh obviously Commander Cody. But there's all kinds out there. But anyhow, there's just certain figures, especially even now, new ones coming out that just seem to, like, Jedi Ravon. Ravon. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, people, people seem to want that figure quite badly. And the prices go up right away. Like, when you look at Amazon or Walmart, or wherever you go on these these websites, the algorithms are just like, fair. $89. Like, what? How does that make sense? Yeah,
0: I mean, I, th- I think Hasbro's dialed back production a little bit, so that's a lot of these figures are becoming harder to get your hands on if you don't jump on them immediately. And it makes sense. Like you don't the, the longer stuff stuff sits on the pegs, you know, retailers have to rebate that stuff and it it drives the brand value down. Like it doesn't it doesn't look good to see 99 cent Rogue One figures on the pegs. Know, three and three quarters, that's not a good look for your brand. And that, you know, that happens a lot with star Wars stuff because there's so much of it, but nobody likes to see that except for people that want to scoop up an army build or grab those figures. They never, they never gotten in the first place, but uh, yeah, that's, that's,
1: I guess that's another chat for another day. Um, that, that That's another thing too, though, like in regards to the Marvel stuff for the most part, like, and even the black series stuff, like, I mean, I started doing this more and more, but it, Started, I guess, in what 2016, maybe, and it got progressively worse and worse. <laughs> but I, I'm I'm behind the ball on that. Like Marvel, I started even later, right? So there's all kinds of figures now that I'm like I need this guy, but people are just asking ridiculous amounts.
0: Hey, you got to draw your line line in the sand and either wait it out or learn to live without it,
1: or hope That's for right. an archive. Archive archive line comes in very <sighs> handy. They do, but. <sighs> Even at that, like all the archive guys that I have, I've, I have all the originals now anyway, either, <laughs> like, either way. So either Except for the b- biker's kid, you
0: know, open the archive line, play with them, enjoy those or, or use them as trade
1: bait. I'll tell you that, that, that mall is calling to me to open God up. Damn, I love that mall. Oh yeah. I want to play it with it, man. Do it.
0: <laughs> Woo! Cross that bridge, man. Do it. Just crack it, rip it apart, rip it open. Yeah. Yeah, but I you know you can do some serious damage. <laughs> I got on the scoreboard this week. I got nice, ah, oh, finally off the mat. You know, I I was ready to tap out, but then I I grabbed that rope. I grabbed the rope. The ref had to kind of tap and let let go of the chokehold. I'm back on the scoreboard. Um My package from Amazon came with the Child Black series. Nice. It's yeah. so small, eh? Oh, it's so small. It's maybe just over an inch tall. It's so so small and it comes with three accessories if you can believe it. It comes with the little teacup that he's drinking from. Uh it comes with a little frog and it comes with like the little ball knob shifter thingy that he loves to play with in the the, the cockpit of the Razor Crest. <laughs> that thing I, I bought one for each of my two kids and immediately I you know I gave them theirs they crack it open and I'm not even kidding within 10 seconds that little ball was lost. <laughs> not exaggerating they popped it out of the little it comes in like a little tray with the the accessory tray boom the little ball popped out where'd it go did, i didn't hear it land did you no <laughs> we spent like three minutes looking for it because we knew it couldn't have gotten far but still that tiny little thing which is picture a peppercorn and then chop it in half that's how big it is it's it's so small um, but anyway, they were, they were happy to get that as was I. So it's, it's up on the shelf there next to my carbonized Mando, really cute stuff, but I also got, uh, you the... got a carbonized
1: Mando. I know you're a cool dude. I, I know it was
0: some sucker. Got it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have kept it for himself. That turd. <laughs> uh, also got myself the art of rise of Skywalker, which I have yet to look into, but I can't wait to do that. My favorite line of books to, to read and observe and it, enjoy. It landed? I finally got it. Cool. finally got that. And also, Cory, like you had said, uh, I I drained what was left of my Amazon gift card account this weekend. I ordered the pre-ordered the Zuckus Forlom uh, for the 40th anniversary Empire line. Ha- gotta have it. These are Amazon exclusives, so it's I, I gotta go dance with that devil. Uh, same with the Han and Carbonite. That is also an Amazon exclusive as far as I can tell. Um, that one, there was some confusion around that one because of the price point and, and other details, but it is a black series
1: thing. I'll get, I'll get into that for a second. I was speaking to Tim about that and he was kind of telling me that the fact that there's not really a toy, it's kind of just like a slab of plastic. Yeah. It's a shell. So that being the case, it might well be the represent the cheaper price point, right? Like the child's black series and it was 14 bucks.
0: Yep, that's opposed to
1: like 30. That's
0: what it is. It's it's just really a, a little slab of of plastic shaped and painted like Han and Carbonite. There's no articulation. There's no figure. It's just a one-note toy. <laughs> it's good business if you're Hasbro. Uh, but I also pre-ordered pre from EB Games the uh, Dagobah Luke Training with Yoda 2-pack. I, I had to have it. A little bit beyond what I like to pay for Black Series. Quite a bit, actually. But just with that empire strikes back logo with that foil the foil stamp and the empire logo with it oh i love that box so uh, i look forward to that sometime in october but it was it was nice it was i got it guys it felt really nice to finally add something to the collection again starting to feel a bit a little bit sad it's like you know felt a bit like ben quajinaros just stuck at that start line not getting anywhere
1: (laughs) i know what you mean man it goes a long way.
0: Um, some collecting news. Um, the third wave of 40th anniversary troopers, uh, figures. So we, that's going to come out later this year, probably in the fall, and will feature a snow trooper, uh, Luke, Dagoba, Chew, uh, Chewbacca, Darth Vader, and Boba Fett. And so that's going to make three waves.
1: You know, three three ways of five plus the exclusives. Plus, that's like eighteen.
0: Yeah, you know, if you add in the SDCC Boba Fett, you know, you're pushing twenty figures up from the fourteen or fifteen from the new. Well, at least they're making
1: a Boba Fett. Like they never made a 40th anniversary X-wing Luke aside from the celebration one.
0: Uh, is that is that right? Well, I mean, there's well the they archive. have the
1: orange line, there's the but archive. they didn't do the. Well, they had the archive in the orange line. They did it like way back in the day, but they didn't do like, they didn't make it readily available when they did the 40th anniversary for a new hope. Right. Like they didn't do a reissue on that. It only stayed an exclusive, but if this is the case and Boba Fett comes back out, I don't need that holographic background to make it like exclusive celebration, whatever.
0: I was going to say like, how many Boba Fetts, how many damn Boba Fetts have been released recently? Like in the last 12 to 16 months, like there's the archive one. The SDCC exclusive that was my top priority for for this year in collecting uh, the carbonized version, which by the way is on pre order right now at EB Games, fifty bucks. <clears throat> no thank you. Not paying fifty bucks for that. Total no go on that one. Especially when you consider the stormtroopers also up for pre order, and it's it's like thirty four ninety nine. Like, what gives? What am I missing? You know, it's that's a, that's a crazy pricing discrepancy to me. Um, and but now that they have this Boba Fett as part of the third wave of Empire figures, that takes a lot of pressure off to get that SDCC
1: exclusive. It's probably still going to be the one per pack, though.
0: Oh, probably. But still, like, even if you know, once you once you go into the Facebook groups or the, or the secondary market, Kijiji or whatever. It'll st- yeah, probably it'll probably double in price. It's better than paying three hundred bucks for, for the SDCC boba. You know, that's 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 a, that's five times more. Yeah, sure. Forget it. So anyway, lots of stuff happening. A lot of it focused around Empire Strikes Back, which you know it's the finest film ever made in my opinion. And so I am perfectly fine with that. So a good week all around. Good news. Good good to get back on the scoreboard um but it's time to move on let's 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 talk about disney gallery episode two real quick like this episode had had fandom buzzing all weekend because primarily because of that dave filoni minutes long monologue which was awesome wasn't that something like it had i'm sure it had everybody watching eating out of their hands like he had people at the table just captivated it was so good so good
1: Yeah, he was really in his element there. You could tell, like, he didn't stutter. (laughs) Like, Dave DeFelloni knows what he's talking about, man. Like, he's been groomed by George Lucas personally. I really, truly believe that. And I also truly believe, like, when you watch things like this, and we just see what he's done thus far, his repertoire. It really speaks for itself in the sense that he really understands Star Wars, its essence, its core, what the basis of it is, what it should be in storytelling, what it kind of, what it requires to, to be star Wars. And, uh, I he's the Godfather, man. Like it's crazy.
0: I mean, I, I loved it because it, 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 what, a lot of what he said aligns with some big thoughts I've had on the saga. And I've expressed on this pod before, and, you know, like specifically around the idea that for all the kick-ass powers a Jedi has, it's, it's that human element that brings about the big win. You know, it's it's not cutting down your enemy and having this badass win. It's 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 the compassion and the love. That's the thing that wins. Like, Luke at the end of Return of the Jedi, deciding to throw away the saber. Like, it, and you know, he didn't men- mention Rise of Skywalker, but you know, Ray didn't go ahead and chop Palpatine's head off out of rage. You know, she was talking about like how she's she-
1: defending herself. She just basically drew a second weapon
0: and and but and that's, let him
1: kill himself.
0: That's. That's the thing. That's the thing that sets Star Wars apart. It's it's, the, you know, the 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 fight is never the thing that brings you the win. And I just you know I wonder how many people were kind of like bent out of shape listening to that when they when they heard that, you know, they they, they hear Dave say that. I bet you there was a lot of people, probably not too pleased. A certain you know a, a certain breed <laughs> of person was like.
1: It's called the Star War,
3: man.
0: Yeah. It's called Wars, man, not Star Love. <laughs> but it's <laughs> You know, you get, and this is where you find the people that have been asleep at the Switch since getting into the franchise. But you like, beyond the obvious quality of what he was saying, like what I loved about, like, what I loved about it is that like in a 30 minute show, they gave Filoni fully one fifth of it in a monologue. And it, it screams to me about the place that Filoni has at the Lucasfilm table. And he may not be president or whatever, chief of something at Lucasfilm, but he he has his fingerprints all over, all over the stories. And here, here he was talking about the Phantom Menace in a show about the Mandalorian. You know, and I and I know the goal is to kind of have the 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 shows all feel like they come from the same place, but man, like like for those of us who have been saying that Felony is going to be a major piece of the puzzle, like to me, this was a like major validation of that. And it was yeah, such. I a think, th- I to think hear Disney's
1: almost like spe- spelling it out for us here, in that sense. Like, and the crews even said it in the last episode as well that they all kind of looked up to him, like in that sense about Star Wars and. I think Disney, again, is just Lucasfilm. They're both spelling it out for the general audience, kind of watching that that this is the guy moving forward. And we can only hope as fans that he's going to be the guy kind of steering the ship moving forward and producing, directing, writing, just overseeing, supervising, uh, all of it, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Again, not not to get too deep into this conversation, because I'm sure there'll be time for it another day, but you know, people with one eye on, on Kathleen Kennedy and is she going to leave at the end of 2021? Is she going to be renewed? What's, what's her story? Are they grooming Dave? I, I'm pretty sure Dave is being groomed for something, you know, but for people who are like, no, give give him her job. No, he's not a studio head. It's totally two different ballgames. He's he's not a businessman. He's a story guy. Exactly. (laughs) So let him be a story guy, whether that means he's he's directing or if he's overseeing um star wars from like that you know i don't know how to put it like but just overseeing the stories told in this galaxy if it's a new position they have to create great do that but i think something is something is definitely afoot with filoni and you know apart from the and he is a creative too so i don't want to thrust him into a role that maybe he doesn't even want maybe he wants to keep creating and have his name on projects but the man is growing his portfolio of talents and skills and uh i can only hope that he sticks at lucasfilm for a long time because it was such a treat to hear him speak that way and i hope it rubs off on all these you know all those people at the table listening to him they obviously get it so that was real
1: fun Good. And I feel, again, like they've kind of driven home the fact that George kind of handpicked this guy and really let him into his inner circle, you know, in his innermost thoughts about Star Wars. Was it this
0: episode or last week's where he he spoke about getting the job? Getting the job was the first episode. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was hilarious, too. Where yeah, he had yeah, like OK, that...
1: SpongeBob guys.
0: <laughs> He's blaming it on the SpongeBob guys. That was too funny.
1: Way too funny. And then like. And it's just another reason, honestly, like, I just want to throw this out there again. Avatar, the last airbender, any Star Wars fan would most likely really love it. That show captured my heart, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, for me, one of the best animated series ever.
1: Yeah, I highly agree. So good.
0: All right. So what we're going to do this in this week's episode, um, we had plans to talk about the rumors about Anakin showing up in the Kenobi series, but we're going to table that for next week if at all we'll see what happens with that rumor Uh, but this week we're going to stick to the mandalorian Uh, there's there's quite a bit to talk about surrounding mando season two uh, and we also have a question that we kicked down the road to this week Uh, so this episode is going to be all about the mandalorian so let's stick with that let's start there Uh, we'll kick it off with uh, a leftover listener question and i I hesitate to call it listener question because it comes from co-host of luminous beings And stay tuned for that. We got got an episode of that for our Powerful Friends this week. Uh, Nathan, co-host, has a question for us. Real simple one. What's your top wish list item for the future of the Mandalorian? Mine's a big city chase sequence. Could be Coruscant. Could be Terrace. Seeing Aziz on Onderon in live action would be cool. Ahsoka doesn't count. So, Carlos, I'm coming to you first. What is on your wish list, the, the top item on your wish list... Uh, from mandalorian season two
2: uh okay selfishly I want an episode where uh Bill Burr escapes from that prison ship uh, i want more <laughs> i want more of that those of those characters uh, this is something that uh that's really um sh- it strikes me more than uh more uh, it it it's more Star Wars to me than, let's say, Maria Bamford on Tatooine, or uh, no, no, not Maria Bamford, but Amy Sedaris. Um, I just, I, I kind of feel like there could be something special um, that they could. Obviously, not in the not in the main plot, but on a side plot with those characters would be would be pretty awesome. Um, so that's. Uh, that's one thing another thing that I would really want to see um, and I don't know if it's going to be in season 2 like what I want to see in season 2 obviously is um, more uh, building the story for um, Moff Gideon Yeah, and uh, trying to understand like yes okay he's old empire but does he have the force is, is there some darkness there um that would be cool to bring in a little bit more obviously we have the force with uh, with the child but like if if it's if it existed in other characters uh, i think that would be uh, that would be really interesting to me if we could see that uh, and finally i would say um Close to the, the, the top of my wish list would be um, more fight sequences, not not necessarily chase scenes, but like more fight sequences um, that we saw in the last two episodes of season one. It, it's great to have like the 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 talking and the backstory. And all that stuff, but I, I, I kind of do want a little bit more action. Action's
3: That's just, fun,
2: man. Uh, yeah, it's it, and I, I think that I, the the cool part about action is that you can always go back to it.
1: Yeah. You know, like
2: uh, like thirty years later, or forty years later, I can go back to watch um, Return of the Jedi because I know I'm going to see an awesome three-pronged battle at the end of that movie
0: yep yeah i mean when you're when you're a kid it's watching these movies it's it's the battles that hook you it's those are the first things that pull you in it's all all the other deeper stuff that comes later but it's the it's recreating those great battles with the toys and it's you know it's it's that's the spectacle of it that that hooks you first and foremost and you know the rest of the stuff clicks into place later Yeah, good answers, man. I like that. I, I'm right there with you with Bill Burr. I yeah. and we know he's back, or we've been told that he's back. Um, I, I'm all for that. Hey, did you see the um, the trailer of that Pete Davidson movie?
2: I didn't, but I, I did. heard he's in it. Yeah.
0: It looks like he's like the third lead in that movie.
2: I think he made a joke, uh, a crack about him being fourth or fifth on the call sheet. Yeah, I mean he so, he was
0: yeah. all. I watched a minute and a half trailer, uh, not like an hour ago, and he's all over that trailer, speaking roles. Uh, like he's right there. Like he, it might be like Pete Davidson, Marissa Tomei, Bill Burr at the top of the poster. Like it's he's that prominent in the trailer. And and it looks know, like a cool movie. With that big handlebar mustache, she was complaining about on the podcast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he
0: looks he looks for goddamn ridiculous, but I love yep. him. Uh, what about you, Corey? What's on? What's number one yeah. on your Mando wish list?
1: You know, honestly, I hadn't really thought about it till Nathan really brought it up here. You know, I'm just been comfortable with them, whatever they have gotten. But I like where Nathan was going. I just want to say that first and foremost, I think a, a nice chase scene has a, a really good place in this series. Can fit in really nicely and can be done really well as as well, especially with this technology that we're starting to see. Uh, you know, I wouldn't mind another dogfight. Maybe not necessarily with the Razor Crest. That kind of seemed to be a bit of a sitting duck, more or less, in a dogfight, uh, especially against a Starfighter. But uh, some kind of space battle might be cool. Something along those lines. Maybe some info on the Mandalorian purge. I'm kind of curious about that. Like, um, how Moff Gideon got the, the dark saber.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe a good unmasking. I think we're in store for a good unmasking. I mean, we have got all these people in masks. Why not make it? Who would like to see unmasked? Uh, the armor would be nice. That could be cool at this point. Find out who that could be. Uh, I, I'm down with, I, I, you know, the low hanging fruit, Ahsoka. Like I wasn't gonna say that, but. I'm kind of almost down with any cameo at this point, like be it Bo-Katan or Sabine, both the Mandalorian. So it becomes relevant, both of them history with the Darksaber. So there's something there that it can mean more to Mandalore itself and get these big, big name characters involved. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, I guess one of my biggest wishes, it's almost pretty much like the MacGuffin of the series. There's two things kind of, what does the Empire and Moff Gideon want with Baby Yoda? Like, what's the purpose there? What are they trying to accomplish? And also, you know, what we've learned in the first season and where they're at now, this family of two, like the Mando's goal pretty much is to get Baby Yoda home. And I really like some information on that. Like, we're going to call them the Minch. The Minch's species. Kyle came up with that. Men- mench Is it Minch or Minch? In
0: Star Wars, it's Minch.
1: Yeah, it's it's just a play on words, I guess. Minch Yoda. uh, Yeah, like something deep and profound in that regard. You know, if we can get a little information on – is it like some kind of mysterious hidden world or maybe even another galaxy or is it some kind of like possibly force secret? Uh, Maybe he's the last one. Maybe he's a clone of Yoda I don't know. There's, there's all kinds of things they can do with it, but it's really shrouded in mystery and it's been for so long and there's a really good opportunity there that I hope they take advantage of just to kind of blow our minds in a sense, you know, or leave us dangling for season three. But in my opinion, those are the two really big MacGuffins of the series.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I had a difficult time with this question. And like you, Corey, I I like Nathan's suggestion, and I don't know that I have one better than that. But you know, part of what this show has been about is sort of honoring what Star Wars has always been. And like one of those aspects has been, you know, like, George Lucas loved having speed in his movies. He, he loved hot rods and racing cars. That was just part of his youth, and he always tried to bake that into his movies. Uh, and that's been missing, I think, in in the Mandalorian. Like there was that really brief, like starfighter chase, you know, that was, but that was, that was almost too short to count. Uh, there was, there was
1: uh, IG 11 ripping through town.
0: Yeah. Again, not, not,
1: not long huge, enough. I get it. Not
0: long enough, but not like, not also not like the focus. I like guess it's, it's, he's en route to the main thing. He's not the main thing itself. You know what I mean? Um, there was the scene of, of Mando riding through the desert with uh, that donkey. Uh, what's his name? Toro Calican. <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: They're, they're, they were chasing after Fennec Shand, which was cool. Like the way they kind of tactically dissected that that whole issue. That, that was fun. But like, speed wise, like nothing has really been the pod race. Or even the trench runs, so I could definitely use use more of that. And like, and when Nathan says like to have it in like a, a city setting, that's cool because I would love to see John Favreau do something like like Ronin, like that 1998 movie. It has one of the greatest urban settings for a car chase ever. It's it's so well done. I'd love to see them pull something like that off through in an That'd yeah, be urban cool setting. if he
1: set if he set up a team, you know, where he had people in place at certain points and he was maybe the pilot. Or you didn't even necessarily have to be the pilot again. Like we don't necessarily need to see the razor crest doing this whole thing, but he could be involved somehow in that operation. That'd be really cool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Corey, you... you also-, it,
1: it, well, like, it also, the chase scene, if you do it in a city like Nathan said, it kind of ups the ante in the sense that these guys are kind of trying to fly below the radar, right? Like, they don't want to be seen and they don't want to cause attention or draw attention to themselves. So when you have a big chase scene in a city with potential for a lot of damage and stuff, it uh, again yeah. just kind of ups the ante for their the danger level.
2: Am I the only one who's, like, thinking that Nathan... Kind of wants like a redo of Attack of the Clones. Like, cause one one of the best scenes in that movie is is um, Anakin and Obi Wan going after the uh, the bounty hunter.
1: Yeah, that's I love that scene.
2: And it's like what he's describing is pretty much that. It's like it's they're on Coruscant and there there's this, this crazy crazy chase scene. Obviously, Coruscant is from the prequels is not the same as post-Return of the Jedi. Um, but, so it would be awesome to see that. But f- personally, for me, we, we kind of saw it a little bit in the Clone Wars with Ahsoka and the, the sisters. Like, the the yes, okay, it was more Underworld, but it's, you know... Um, I don't know. I, I just... Uh, I like the idea of it. Maybe you want like, you know, there's like this, not a, it's not a retcon, but like kind of make it better than
1: what it was, you know? Be cool. Like, cause like every episode's done its own thing. I mean, they already did a heist, but they can kind of do like a heist, a variation on another heist where he needs a crew or something trying but to he, escape. I, whatever. I mean, is. he
2: is a bounty hunter, right? So he's, it's, there's always going to be a heist. There's always going to be like a tracking and, and, and that type of thing. So it's,
1: I don't know. I think he's off the grid now. I think basically where his character is at, like they're, they're going again off the grid and trying to get baby Yoda home. And once that's accomplished, he can go see Griff Carter again and get another bounty. But at this point, it seems like that's his mission, his family bestowed upon him by the armor. Kind of like, this is your job now. This is what you need to do. This is the way.
0: I'd like to see like an Italian job type chase. Like I think yeah, like, I get I'm, you. Th- I'm thinking of like a, like maybe Nathan's thinking differently, but I'm thinking like ground level on the streets of a city. Yeah. Me too. Like a, an exposed uh, speeder chase, not mm-hmm. necessarily like flying ships through a, like a cityscape. I, I I like right down on the ground level. That's kind of what, where my head was at with that. I'd, I'd, I'd be down with that for sure. Um, Corey, like something you said, like about the whole baby Yoda thing. And all the fandom has has speculated, like what does the empire want with them? But what if, what, what if the Mando finds out, like what if the Mando finds out that, you know, what if the first, the the fledgling first order is trying to use this little creature to uh, save Palpatine, to clone Palpatine, make snow clones, whatever it was. But what if Mando knew all these secrets. What if he knew that Palpatine was still alive? I think it'd be really interesting uh, to see what he would do with that information. Like, would he care enough to tell anybody? Like, cause we already, already seen like what he thinks of the new Republic. He's like, ah, oh, it's a joke. So like, if he knew that Palpatine was still alive, if he dug that up, you know, if, if it's, if it's information that came to him somehow as he's protecting uh, baby
1: Yoda, I think you'd tell Cara Dune.
0: But it's like, she seems sort of disconnected from it all too.
1: Because there's no more war.
0: And that's and what she I mean. Like, wanna... What would he do with that information? Like it, I think it, you know, the, could the show go to that gray place where Mando has information that could alter the course of, of galactic history. And, you know, we, you know we know we we know what happens in the sequels first order does rise so does with would, would the mando tell people and it falls on deaf ears or would you just be like meh not my problem and just hold on to that information I, ah. like that hey, I when it comes to palpatine
1: i think anyone in the galaxy would be like no that reported
0: well that's the thing not everybody in the galaxy thought palpatine was bad
1: true but a i think a lot he, of worlds
0: well, benefited from imperial
1: rule. so not yeah. only that i think a lot of people were duped as well like that's the whole thing about the jedi as well when you see him in after order 66 he's like look what they did to me you right. know what and i mean there's people
0: like there's people applauding him as he as he declares himself
1: emperor people are like yeah man you go wait what yeah well that's it <laughs> the, the jedi got it uh it's basically propaganda you know they, they got lied to about the the jedi and a lot of that probably sticks
0: for sure. So again, like Mando has the information about Palpatine being alive and what the first order is doing, or or that there's this thing still, still bubbling under the surface. And he's and he, he decides to sit on the, that information. That could be really yep. interesting. Uh, you know, that could be really, really interesting to, to throw a wrench in our perceptions of the character. Like this guy could have done something and he chose not to, or similarly, he did tell it somebody. It defeats
1: the purpose, man. Like, we're look at the character they're building up right now. Sure. You know, with him or, going back and finding Baby Yoda and just, this is yeah, the way, no, Kyle. No,
0: nobody's perfect, right? Nobody's perfect. Just ask Luke Skywalker. But, or maybe he does tell somebody and that falls on deaf ears.
1: Yes, that would be more likely.
0: But again, I'm just saying, like, it could go all the way down that hole and you're just like, oh man, like things could have been stopped here. And instead people were just stupid and didn't, didn't make the right choices. And then, so for decades later, you, you, suffer for it. Ah, uh, okay. So this is, this is, I guess it'll sound a bit like a cop-out, but what I want to see from the show is just a strong vision and direction. We've heard that season three is already in pre-production. Cop out. But what 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 I don't <laughs> really want from the show is for it to be dragged out because it's doing well, so we need to keep it running. So you know, uh, churn out more stories. I, I, however long it needs to be, that's how long I want it to be. Like, I, I think
1: I think with Dave Filoni on board, we're safe.
0: Yeah, but you never know. Like he has a boss too, right? And his boss has a boss, and if those people decide that. This is anchor content for for our streaming service. You got to keep this going. They're gonna keep it going, and I, that that would be to the detriment of the show. I think. So I just want whatever that strong vision and direction for the show is. That's that's what I that's my top wish for the show. Other like short term, you know, that that street level type of speeder chase, but also like I really do. This is fan y and we'll get into this a bit later. But I do want to see like that a type of avenger style team up like i want to see a uh, mando fighting alongside cara and grief but also throw in bo katan throw in uh, uh sabine like all these favorites i'd love to see those people fight together against like a rogues gallery th- the bill burr character um boba fett uh any of the ba- like moff gideon death troopers like i'd love to see there be like the team of mustache twirlers and the team of heroes and i'd love to see them duke it out and that's very cartoony and it's very kid-like i don't care i'd love to see that smash up
2: what about what would you think of maybe seeing um going back to crate and seeing like how maybe they're trying to like establish that that place as a as a base for something and then the rebels come in well, how would that be like too fan service because let's be honest everything after 1977 is fan service so um is that something that would interest you
0: sure i mean it could be cool i mean it it does it does have a little odor of making the galaxy too small but we've already i think the first time we've aside from last jedi we've we hit crate in a one off comic and uh leia ends up there and, it, and as it turned out bail organa was there and it was like what what are you doing here actually no that was in a, i think that was also in the princess of alderon book so that we've been to crate on a couple of different occasions outside of of the last jedi and it what it was sort of built by some unsavory characters and the rebellion kind of just sidled up yeah. to these people and made it like co-opted it as a base
2: yeah exactly that's, so the that's mando, what i'm saying yeah
0: the mando could also sidle up to these unsavory characters and use it as a type of base
2: what if he's the unsavory character that the rebellion sidles up to
0: <laughs> well there, there, that guy has a name but i just don't remember it like we've we've met these people
1: and the war is over now
0: but, yeah, still, but still, like, there, the there base... could still, yeah, there could still could be operations of some kind happening at that base, and then by the time by the time Last Jedi rolls around, it's it's abandoned. But it's not to say the the Mando could not have ever been there. That could be
2: cool. We get to see some more Crystal Foxes. That's always fun.
0: Yeah, I can see imagine the, the Mando the walking around with with Baby Yoda and a Crystal Fox at his side.
2: Yeah, dude, that's the new Black Series. Oh jeez, a three pack. Black Series three pack, yeah. <laughs> I'd buy. I'd probably buy it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd, bu- I'd buy a Lego Crystal Fox. Oh. <laughs> not now. You're supposed to say you buy anything Lego.
0: <laughs> well, that, that that is also well. That's not that's not an outlandish statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, The Mandalorian was such a treat i think for, for fans like i liked ev- every episode some more than others like there, i think there was only one episode where i was like eh. the rest i was like absolutely blown away by so i whatever they do i'm gonna be pretty thrilled with uh what uh john carlo esposito talked about like him with like mad lightsaber action i like the sound of that I just don't know who he's doing it with. Exactly. Like, that to me is like, who are you fighting? Right? Like, you're, unless we're missing something, like, how well trained are you? And, like, who's going to go up against you? There are, you know, with the Ahsoka rumors, does Moff Gideon face off with Ahsoka? I don't, like, if, if that's the case, again, you can never convince me that that guy lasts more than three seconds. No, no, no. unless you know, unless Mister Fuji shows up with like the chair to the back of Ahsoka's head, or, or like yeah, yeah, salt or like to the, the eyes. Yeah, exactly, salt to the eyes. <laughs> you know, but when Mister Fuji shows up, you're in trouble, no matter how heavily the odds are in your favor. But yeah, that that could be cool. I, I'm always down for lightsaber action, always, always, always. Ah, uh, so yeah. Nathan, there you go. That's that's what I've got for now.
3: I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. agent my all
0: right it's uh it's rumor time baby nice <laughs> let's 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 get into the rumor mill uh the hollywood reporter big scoop last week they had a report saying the mandalorian is bringing a familiar helmet back to the star wars galaxy tamara morrison who played jango fett in 2002 star wars attack of the clones will appear in season two of the Disney Plus Star Wars series. Sources say Morrison will play Boba Fett, the famed bounty hunter who first appeared on the big screen in 1980's Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, and who seemingly died in 1983's Return of the Jedi as he fell into a Sarlacc pit. Actor Jeremy Bullock portrayed the character in the original trilogy. Boba Fett is expected to play just a small role in Season 2 of the series, after the character was teased in the Season 1 episode The Gunslinger, when a mysterious figure sporting the bounty hunter's trademark spurs approached the apparently lifeless body of Fennec Shand, Ming-Na Wen. So that's the rumor. Uh, And it gets a little more interesting as Jordan Mason of Cinema Links tweeted soon after that scoop came out that he's been told that uh, Boba Fett is not the only role Morrison will be playing on the show. Oh. Which obviously leads us to, to an appearance of an aging Rex. So Carlos, yeah. how do you feel about these rumors?
2: Uh I like 50% of them. <laughs>
0: I think a, I can guess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big fan of uh especially if Ahsoka's coming back. Like a big fan of seeing Rex uh full return of the Jedi beard happening like i would, i would i would love to see that that would be so wild yeah old man rex old man rex yeah exactly um definitely love to see that um as far as uh the other guy (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh i don't mind it it's just i i that that's one thing like sometimes you know there's easter eggs are cool And, um, we kind of got, I think Boba Fett's helmet in the armory. Like we, we saw a little bit of that in the armory. And then we got the spurs at the end of that, that Fennec Shand episode.
0: You know, I've never associated Boba Fett with spurs. I've never heard spurs while
2: watching star Wars. No, me neither. But apparently they're part of his costume and, uh, you know, nerds like to, like to gleam onto those things. I've, I've so, just missed
0: it all these years. I've I've never heard it.
2: See, for me, in, in, like I I, I think I, I wrote this in a post. I'm like, unless like Boba Fett owns the patent on Spurs, like I don't think he's the only one in the galaxy to have them. Probably like, not. It, it, so I don't know, but but seeing as how they're they're specifically talking about Boba Fett making a return. Uh I don't know. Uh I'm I'm I'll be honest. I don't like it. I know that there's a probability, so I'm preparing myself mentally for it. I, I just I, I don't I, I don't know how adding him in there does anything good for this series. That that that's I'm I'm not saying that he doesn't have a place, and I'm not saying that he's not a cool character, but Give me pre Jedi stories for Boba Fett, like th- th- there there is like all right cool, but post Sarlacc Boba Fett, I don't like it. I just don't like it. Yeah, I mean for, for me, it could, well, one of the, the wording in
0: the the Hollywood Reporter piece, and it's it's strange to me because they actually use the wording that the character was teased in this, in the season one episode, the gunslinger. And that almost makes it sound like it was a confirmation that it's, that it's him. Like, I think that's, there's some misleading verbiage in there, but like, I think it could be really cool or it could be really like hammy, but I'm cool with it. It's, it's not my preference, but like, what am I going to do? Like, You know what? If all, if anything else, like if this pans out, more than anything, I am thrilled to death for tomorrow Morrison. Yeah, hell yeah! Like he must be so excited to be back in the fold if this is this is true. Like he's aged right into that role, and I think he's a, it's a, it's a perfect fit. And I, I think it's somewhat inevitable that this is going to happen. Like we've known for a while that Boba Fett probably isn't dead. You know, that's, I think that's been pretty firmly established and accepted. And there's the whole bankability of that character. I I, I don't, I can't see them forever letting Boba Fett just sit there rotting away in the Sarlex guts. Like there's
1: originally this, this could be the Mandalorian could be Boba Fett, just change the name. You know what I mean? And there were early reports that that was the case. Remember, we were supposed to get this Boba Fett film by... Uh, Josh Trank. Yeah. So that was in the works, supposedly. And they kind of scratched that. And like you said, Kyle, at one point, maybe they just slapped a new name on it.
0: I mean, different people at the helm. But who knows what inspiration came from where. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess the question is... Like when and how would Boba Fett be brought, brought back in and for what purpose? Like the piece says it's a short role. And that kind of has me wondering, like, what's the point? Like, is he going to show up in one episode and die again for good? Or is this sort of, again, a tease for something into season three or a backdoor pilot sort of situation where he's being spun off into his own show or movie. Like, I don't, know that like one one episode really what do you think Corey?
1: regardless of whatever role he's playing i'm like you said i'm thrilled for tomorrow morrison first and foremost i love it bring him back i don't care what you're gonna do with him i have full faith in the story group like you said Kyle, he's the perfect age uh, he's grown into the role perfectly uh if it's boba fett i'm okay with it i mean i've thought about it at this point i know what you know, a lot of people are really excited for it. And a lot of people are kind of on the fence and a lot of people are really against it because it kind of feels like they're just jamming him in there because he's such a bankable character. Kyle, like you said, that being the case, I don't know. I thought about it and I'm like, okay, let's, let's go with it. Let's say it is Boba Fett. You know, is he friend or foe? Like, is, does he want to show Mando the way or being the most notorious bounty hunter in the galaxy? Is he an enemy? I'd almost like to think it's the latter, you know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily view Boba Fett in the best of light. Like he was kind of a a distraught child, we'll say that. Growing up, uh, we we don't really know anything about this guy, which I, I like. But it could be a really cool like mirror match, you know what I mean? Where clearly the Mandalorian would be the underdog in a in this fight, which makes it really interesting. Uh, there's a bond there because they're both Mandos. He could be after the child, you know, like who better to, if he's still alive to go after the child than Boba Fett, right? It's, it's true. No, like, you know, Darth Vader was like, give me Boba Fett on the line. I need to speak to him.
0: Well, and that's, that's interesting because like there's Boba Fett has this reputation. Both in the galaxy and in fandom, that he's the most feared bounty hunter. And when Boba Fett goes after his quarry, he gets it. So if he goes after Baby Yoda, do you make do you make good on that? And Boba gets Yoda, the child, or do you do you make that character look weaker? And you, you stymie him and Mando keeps Baby Yoda safe.
1: Well, that's it. I th- I thought about that as well, and it's like Like you said, Kylo, there's those options or does Boba go back to his Mandalorian roots and pull a heel turn, you know, that I don't necessarily see happening because the Mando did it right. Like we see him torn with emotion at the beginning of the series and he's the one that kind of makes that decision to go back for the child after, you know, having captured it and turning it in and all that. He realized what he did was wrong. So I don't see Boba Fett necessarily going down that route. Like, and like you said, Kyle, I, I would almost like it, I mean, this kind of throws, I guess, a lot of shade at Boba Fett, but I would like it to go down the route where, you know, the audience and Boba Fett are both convinced that the Mando is absolutely screwed, you know, but then you find out that Mando played him the whole time and was tense, he totally batman him, you know what I mean, he's 10 steps ahead of him and you you see the Mando, like, you see it from, at that perspective, it's all reva- revealed at the end that No, the Mando was played him the whole time. Like something like that could be really cool.
0: Yeah, and you could go even deeper. You could go. There was there was a little bit of talk about like, is Boba Fett an actual Mandalorian? You know, Almec talked about that. Prime Minister Almec talked about that in one of the episodes in the Clone Wars. Ah, he's a charlatan, and I don't know. I don't. At this moment I don't know what the actual story is with Boba Fett if he's actually a Mandalorian which depends on what Jango Fett actually is.
1: Um it's a creed too, right?
0: Yeah, so you could have the push and pull of that ethnicity or uh, you know a group of people where Boba Fett is one type and and Mando's another type and uh, Sabine comes into the mix as well and you get these different sorts of, of Mando's there's a, there's a cool dynamic that could be at foot there too.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I, I kind of tend to think that Boba Fett would be an outsider though. Not necessarily. I mean, if I, I kind of find it, I would find it weird if he's all like hunky dory with like Sabine and Bo-Katan and be like, no, like I am the one true Mandalorian. Like, listen to me Mando. And then, psh, as he flies away, like, I don't want to see him as that guy to me. He's pretty much bad.
0: And go
1: ahead, Carlos.
2: No, I was just gonna say, like, <laughs> if, like, sorry, let me just uh, gather my thoughts here. Um, I, I don't like the fact that M- the Mando is the 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 best bounty hunter. And, like, Grief Karga is like, oh, you're my man. You're my man. Like, where's Boba Fett during all this? He's he's, yeah, not maybe,
1: he's not in the guild anymore? He's... it's. I think it's only... It's not for the... It's not a galaxy-wide thing. I think they're only covering a certain... They're on the outskirts of space, it seems like. And he's kind of... He's not necessarily, like, going toward the big inner galaxy targets. You know, like, the... the I think they're kind of, like, more like a back-end deal. He kind of just goes to Griff Carter because he knows there's money there and it's, it's kind of like a backwater, like not necessarily the, the most high profile bounty hunting.
3: Look,
0: I, I also wonder like the the whole thing about who the best bounty hunter is. And I know like from the, like the God seat, that's kind of the info that we get about Boba Fett, but in-, in universe it could just come down to like, who's giving you this information.
1: Oh, right? you know what? Cad Bane is back. Boba Fett's like, no way, bitch! You ain't taking Baby Yoda. It's like, like, peace, Mando. And now
0: things (laughs) get next time. Now things get crazy. And you know, I I associate spurs more with Cad Bane than I do with Boba Fett.
2: That's a good point.
0: And you know, call call me crazy, but it looked more like the character that that approached Fennec Shan's lifeless body. That character looked more like was wearing a trench coat. And you know, I, Cad
2: Bane wears a long trench coat, but but, but Moff Gideon also wears like a a, a cloak. Yeah, yeah,
1: I kind of S- got that impression.
2: That's that's who I thought it was.
0: It, it could it might be him too. <laughs> it could, there could be a lot of things. Um, and again, like just as Boba Fett doesn't own patents on spurs, uh, Cad Bane doesn't own patents on trench coats. So. Boba Fett could also be wearing a long trench coat. But and that's that's this is the other thing. Like we we spoke off the top of this show about like all these Boba Fett figures that have hit the pegs in the last year or so. And if this report's true and Boba Fett's back, like get ready for a bunch more. You know, and, and and that would bring up another interesting idea, like in canon uh it it I think at least in the aftermath novels Ah, Boba Fett's armor has been taken by somebody else, like that Cobb Vanth character. So either Boba Fett gets that armor back from him in some untold story, or maybe might we see Boba Fett in, in a different look? Yeah. What if we meet this guy who's, it, it's Tamara Morrison, but he's not wearing the armor. And so you, you sure. will we'll get this Boba Fett figure, but he's, it's not at all what you think. It's just, he looks like a clone.
1: Well, that's, that's the thing too. I mean, it could be Rex. A lot of people have been speculating on that. I I, I could have thought that right away as well.
0: Yeah, that, that's what we were saying. Like Jordan Mason of Cinem- Cinelinks said, that like, he's heard it's not like tomorrow. Morrison is playing more than one character in this, in this second season. So obviously
1: Rex is probably that other character. That would be, that would be amazing. Like I was kind of thinking, you know what it made me think of? It made me think that, you know, he is the clones when you really think of it like that. Like I just kind of imagined him shedding that tear in uh victory and death. Right. I was like, Oh damn, man. Like I want to see it the beard, the hair, it's all there or not there.
0: <laughs> and well, interesting again. So you could have a confrontation between Rex and Boba Fett, old man, Rex, and Boba Fett, they are literally the same person to a DNA level, to a genetic level. It's the same person.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Rex can talk him down or
0: who knows what could happen. You know, something really Don't touch my cold, Rex. Don't you hurt my Rex? Something very cold blooded could happen there. You know, like Boba Fett could see the face, his own face, or it could be you could be my dad. And maybe he doesn't react very well to that news. Or to that to that site, I don't know. Like, there's all kinds of things they could do.
1: Yeah, I thought you were all dead or something like that. Not all of us. But and and voice, voice over D Bradley Breaker.
0: <laughs> well, I, here's and here's the thing. Like, we're talking about all these different dynamics, but none of really very few of them involve the Mando. And for a show that's called The Mandalorian, <laughs> you know, between Ahsoka jumping in and maybe Rex and maybe Sabine and maybe Bo-Katan for a show called the Mandalorian. When you factor in all those names and you know, baby Yoda's taken over the universe and
1: dude, they're all Mandalorians. Ding, ding.
0: Yeah. The man, the Mandalorian. Yeah. But it makes sense that he,
2: well, they, they do, they are, they are talking about the culture. Like it's, there's, you know, talking about the foundlings and about, uh, this is the way like they keep, they keep talking about Mandalorians so you would, I mean, it would make more sense. I, I mean, it would for me. It would make more sense to see Sabine and Bocatan than Boba Fett because they actually have a connection to Mandalore, except for their helm. Like besides Boba Fett's helmet, like Boba Fett uh, grew up on Camino. Like, I don't know. I, I, that that's the way I look at it, but. I mean, they, they should rebrand off. the show
0: then and call it uh, instead of the the Californians. They should call it the Mandalorians, and then you can have it be about, about all these different Mandos.
1: This, the long, in the long run, it's still his story. Like, just has to interact with people to make it interesting.
0: Yeah, but I mean, there's so many cooks in the kitchen now.
1: We don't necessarily know that either, right? I'm,
0: I'm assuming we're, we're assuming all these rumors pan out and. You know, you know, maybe they build up to a
1: uh, Katie Sackoff in season three.
0: Perhaps. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, from what we've heard, Ahsoka's in for a quick, you know, it's, it's a quick in and out with Ahsoka for one episode. Um, I assume that Sabine, if she's in, would be the same thing. And Boba Fett from, from this report or from. Uh, what was it that said? Anyway, somebody said that Boba Fett is, it's just a quick. One episode deal. Like, he's in the show and he's out. So maybe just having a lot of names on the wall doesn't mean much if they just show up for five minutes. You know what I mean?
1: Well, again, like like I said at the beginning, I have full faith in the story group at this point. What this magnificent Seven of Swords has done. Like, I'm down, man. Like, just just give it to me. <laughs> like, whatever it's it is, it's, it's going to work. I'm sure they're going to make it work well. It's not going to feel forced. The well, chokehold. Yeah, I,
0: I hope not. And it, I I really hope not, because the Lord knows they've had enough time to plan this out and and get it right. So and I and I trust that they will. Like I can't see them doing things so well in season one, and go way off the rails in season two when you've got largely the same group back steering the ship. That that doesn't make sense to me. Um. All right. So, yeah, I mean, I guess a little bit of a mixed bag in terms of uh, Boba Fett and Rex's return. I, I'm okay with them both. I'm more okay. I'm happier to see Rex back than Boba. But I'm, I'm. I have to agree. But I am cool with Boba Fett coming back,
1: depending on how they do it. And again, if you think of it being Rex, it kind of opens the door, start a, starts to build those breadcrumbs and intrigue because around the Ahsoka story, if she's back as well, obviously. I would think that that's a package deal if he's back. You know what I mean? Like, well, it feels like uh, she's like back.
0: A, almost like feels like a, a more than just a a, a two person deal. It feels like a three because if Ahsoka's back, you got to think Rex is back, and that you know, Dave Filoni posted that banner. Like Rick reminded that's us I was of gonna that say. In in the yep. group that Filoni posted that banner of of Rex and Ahsoka riding. Was it Dubax or was it Blurgs? Whatever. Like there, or wolves? No, it's wolves, right?
1: I can't remember.
2: I thought, I thought it was Dubax.
0: I can't remember. But regardless, it doesn't matter. Like, it was those two characters at this point, just by looking at the characters at this point in time, Rex with the big beard, Ahsoka with the cloak. It's It seems too much of a coincidence that Dave would post that type of, of banner at this point and not have it mean something, especially with Clone Wars ending
1: these rumors. Ah, it, it, there, there's a lot of smoke here to me. That's it. Like I really do feel like they're building some kind of web because if Ahsoka gets her own series, you know they can also they're they're planting the seeds for maybe multiple series. You know we we've heard rumors about a Rebels sequel series, In Search of Ezra, Ahsoka will obviously have her hand in that. Rex Rex most likely as well. Sabine most likely as well. Maybe they're starting to plant seeds for that. And we also have in the the rumor mill hopper whatever that uh, Ahsoka is going to get her own live action. So it's all these series can play together, man. And once you start doing that, you maybe start building more interest from the general public for the animated stuff.
0: Yeah, maybe. And and not for nothing, just to kind of bring this around. Um, So Noah Outlaw from the Kessel Run Transmissions, he added to his report from, uh, he had a a report late 2019 that the follow-up series to Rebels, uh, starring Ahsoka and Sabine as they search for Ezra. So that was his sort of report, at the end of last year, uh, he's, he tweeted again over the weekend saying that, um, you know, Ahsoka heavily rumored to be in season Mando 2. We already knew that. But he's also now saying that he's hearing Sabine is in as well. And we've been talking already about Sabine all through the episode as if it was already a foregone conclusion. But this is actually something that's been sourced fairly reliably. So. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like more and more people are jumping into the pool here. And more and more, is like, Mandalorians jumping in the pool, which could be cool, man. Like, I I, I was never huge into the Mando culture thing, but it's, it's, it's reeling me in. I'm starting to get into it. I'm starting to understand how it works. Even as they kind of complicate it and add layers to it and, and you know, add all kinds of facets to, it seems like, different sects. Of Mando culture, it's becoming interesting to me. And so I'm I'm curious, I'm excited to see Mando season two and all these favorites and all these faces to like live action faces to animated characters. I can't wait for it. Alright, guys. Uh are we done for this week? Is that it? I don't know.
3: <laughs> seems that way, man. <laughs> it
0: seems that way. Are we gonna are we get really gonna call it now? We never do this, but I think we will. I think we're going to count our blessings and get to bed at a reasonable hour for a change. No more of this two-hour and 20-minute nonsense. You hear me?
1: Sure. Until next week.
0: <laughs> Until next week. Uh, that, is, that that will do it for episode, the prequel to episode 226. Uh, if you <laughs> want to be a part of the podcast, send your questions to us, tumblingsaber at gmail.com we'll get them into the show Uh, if you want to help us out there's a bunch of ways in which you can do that Uh, subscribe to the podcast somewhere anywhere send us write us a review on apple podcasts Uh, share this podcast with your friends and uh, you can also be like wayne and a bunch of our other powerful friends join us on patreon where you get all kinds of extra audio for your podcast feed every month i hear people like it i hear they're having fun with it So uh, give it a shot if you're so inclined. A couple of tiers to choose from. uh, Check it out. Patreon.com slash Tumbling Saber. And let's give a shout out to our pal, Rob Wade, over at Emotionally 14, also of Talk Star Wars, uh, for endorsing this episode of the podcast as part of the E14 Endorse Program. You can learn more about that at Emotionally14.com. Also, be sure to check out our friends at the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, which now features, once again, the Skyhoppers podcast. Go check that out. You can find our Facebook page. Just look up Star Wars Commonwealth. Uh, You can find the group on Twitter as well and on Apple Podcasts as a podcast provider. All right, guys, all that's out of the way. We're done for this week, but let's tell everybody where we can be found on social media. Carlos, where are you?
2: I'm uh, on Twitter and Instagram at TheFunnyCarlos or at C Candido Music. And uh, you can find my website at carloscandidomusic.com.
1: Over to you, Corey guys guys you gotta hit me up at chop rules with a z on the twitter machine and uh, you can always hit us up again in the uh closed facebook group i always say every week it's a nice warm comfy blanket there it's safe absolutely
0: come join our little group it's it's fun in there we have all kinds of fun dissecting the new star wars news and rumors that comes out so come join us there otherwise you can find me on twitter and on instagram instagram at tumbling saber Uh, And that'll do it. Hope you guys enjoyed this slightly shorter than normal podcast, but uh, we'll be back again next week. Powerful friends can look forward to a very hefty episode of Luminous Beings this week. Check that out. Look forward to that later this week. Uh, Otherwise, thanks again for listening, everybody. Have yourselves a great week. Stay safe, and may the Force be with you.
4: Static draws me closer To your place, willing me through my dreams, fall away, signs blindly to the lines on your face, be strong, drifting. All no. right.